Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi and welcome to Queering the Air on 3CR. My name is Jessie. I'm joined in the studio by Tan Hung. Hi. And June. Hello. And Lee. Hi. Thanks very much for joining us. Um, we'd like to start our show as always by um, acknowledging that 3CR broadcast from land stolen from the Wurundjeri people and to acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and to par- um, pay our respects to elders past and present. Now today is a very special day, everyone. Yeah, it is. International Day. Someone want to finish that acronym of, of against, against. against. <laughs> International Day against homophobia <laughs> and transphobia biophobia and biphobia and transphobia. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so there are lots and lots of events going on today, and there have been quite a few events mm. um, leading up to today as well. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. We had reframing gender last night, which we'll talk about um, a bit more later on the show. Um, we have a special guest, June, who performed there last night, and she'll be singing a couple of tracks from last night if you didn't get to go. Awesome. Uh, we'll also be hearing an interview from her um, a bit later on. Very exciting stuff. Um, we're going to start off today with a bit of uh, news from around the world um, pertaining to queer people from all over the place. Um, and so just a word of warning, some of this does concern um, violence against queer people. Um, so if uh, that's something that you'd prefer not to hear about, um, maybe take a break from the radio for a little bit, make a cup of tea and come back in about five minutes. Mm. Um, so firstly, a protest was staged in Ankara in Turkey after a spate of violence against trans women. Um, so seven trans women, some of whom were sex workers, have been attacked this month. Three trans women were attacked in separate incidents on the night of May 2nd, which occurred in different cities. A hundred protesters marched in Ankara on May 4th to protest the assaults. And Demant Astoy, a spokesperson for the protests, told a publication called Dihar, We know that hate attacks have a political base. The state that wants to introduce transgender-only prisons should instead take necessary precautions against hate attacks. The heterosexual patriarchal mentality that ignores LGBTI people is being used every day by the state. LGBTI and sex workers who are the victims of this mentality are struggling for their lives every day. In Kenya, a newspaper has published a list of the country's top gays and lesbians in a move uh, that is not terribly positive, but um, it's a move that Kenyan gay rights activist George Barassa says was clearly written to instigate violence towards the LGBT community. We shall not be cowed or intimidated, Barassa told Uganda's Kuchu Times. To recognise the International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia and Transphobia, Mm -hmm. the EU Parliament screened Prayers for Bobby, a film about a mother who became a gay rights activist after her gay son committed suicide. So EU Parliament members, EU staffers and guests attended the screening with a panel discussion. In Britain, an asylum tribunal has rejected claims that asylum seeker Arasha Edwards is bisexual. Edwards, who fears being killed due to homophobia and biphobic violence if he is returned to Jamaica, told the tribunal that he is bisexual and has been in a relationship with a man for two years. 
The Asylum Seeker Tribunal reportedly rejected Edward's claims because he could not name some details about a man he dated in Antigua. Although activists say that in countries like Antigua, where male homosexuality is illegal, it is a common uh, practice for intimate partners to refuse to disclose some personal details. Edwards even submitted photographs of himself having sex with another man to the Home Office and he told The Guardian that the Home Office discounted the photos. It was extremely degrading for me to have to do and still they don't believe me, Edwards said. I'm not a liar. It has taken years for me to be honest with myself about my sexuality and I'm not trying to lie to anyone else. Paul Delane of the UK Lesbian and Gay Immigration Group told The Guardian, There have been cases where bisexual claimants have been asked why they cannot simply limit themselves to the opposite sex. These stereotypes and misconceptions corrupt the asylum system. Given the persecution LGBT people face around the world, these asylum claims are often matters of life and death. And you can read more about Arasha Edwards' story on the Defend Arasha Facebook page, which has a petition attached um, on change.org. Now, Canada no longer requires people to prove they have had sexual reassignment surgery to support an application to change the sex designation on their citizenship certificate, which includes passports. Citizenship and Immigration Canada previously required applicants to submit proof of sexual reassignment surgery, as well as two other identity documents and a statement from a third person guarantor who knew the person before and after their sexual reassignment surgery. Applicants now only need to submit provincially or territorially issued documents like an amended birth certificate and in some provinces in Canada, including Ontario, BC, Alberta and Manitoba, it's no longer required for trans applicants to have sexual reassignment surgery at all to change the gender listed on their birth certificate. And um, the upcoming Tel Aviv and Jerusalem Pride Parades, which will take place next month, have been dedicated to local trans communities. In Ireland, the country is approaching its uh, May 22nd referendum on same-sex marriage with concerns that there's unexpected opposition to the move to legalise same-sex marriage from the Fine Gael members. Uh, the party's generally considered pretty progressive and holds more seats in Parliament than any other party and it's invested heavily in the Yes campaign and um, it's assumed that largely uh, the silent no vote, as they're calling it, within Fine Gael is coming from rural areas in Ireland. Mm. Um Back home, Australian actress Kate Blanchett's made oh, that's headlines. Right. That. <laughs> yeah. She's acknowledged that she's had multiple romantic relationships with women. I don't want to be too cynical about it, but she has done so in the press tour for her new movie in which she plays a bisexual woman. Oh, right. And but she also played Bob Dylan. She Sorry. did. Yeah. She did. That's yeah. right. Um, so I'm very curious to see the movie. <laughs> it's called Carol, um, and I think it just uh, premiered at Cannes. Um, mm. And in other celebrity news, um, Scott Turner Schofield became the first transgender actor to have a major reoccurring role in a US daytime soap. <laughs> so Schofield joined the cast of The Bold <laughs> and the Beautiful, playing Nick, who's a mentor to trans fashion model Maya Avant. So that's Brilliant. finally a reason to watch The Bold and the We're Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and, uh, Daytime television. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and uh, US President Barack Obama has also issued a statement commemorating Ida Hot mm. or Ida with a B in there somewhere Hobbit. as yeah. well. Hobbit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as, um, as have many large corporations and international organisations. Mm. So um, Australian organisations supporting Ida Hot in but 
Hobbit, include Cricket Australia, ACT Safe Schools, Headspace, and in Yarra Glen, the Yarra Glen Football and Netball Club and mm. the Warburton Millgrove Football and Netball Clubs are playing for the Pride Cup. So that's my wrap-up of queer news around the world. Um, some pretty upsetting stuff in there and some um, a little bit more heartening as well. Mm. Um, one thing that I found was quite curious is that um, when I was having a look for uh, what organisations were supporting um, International Day Against Homophobia, Biophobia and Transphobia, there were some sort of left of field organisations or right of field, I should say, um, including uh, New South Wales police, um, right. political parties and stuff like that, as well as you know, big corporations like Telstra and so on. What do you all think about uh, sort of, I guess, conservative uh, state organisations supporting a day like that? Is it just a press thing, do you think? Or uh, am I being a little bit too cynical about it? Mm. No, I think your your um, cynicism <laughs> is legitimate. Okay, thanks. Um, yeah. I think often, like, when we think about, um, yeah, this day, I think often, like, you know... Um, Trans is already like at the end of that acronym, and I think mm. those who are in the conservative field perhaps might see it that way as well. Yeah. Um. So they're like, oh, we might we support like gays and lesbians, but everyone else is, mm. yeah, exactly. they don't need to be on the radar. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. they don't have to actually say that. They can use that acronym <clears throat> in a way that's um saying, oh yeah, we support everyone, but really. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I find the branding of it, the sort of hashtag Idahot mm. thing as well, a kind of uh, sort of abstractly, it seems to sort of just sanitize the entire issue. Like, oh, it's a day, like it's a day mm. separate from the rest of the days. Yeah. And like, we'll have a football game and there's a hashtag with an acronym and we don't have to say any of the words involved. Yeah. Mm. You can so, say Idahobbit. Yeah, yeah. You can say Idahobbit and yeah. then, you know, you get yeah. away with it. So, um, mm. yeah, I'm a little bit cynical about all that. Mm. Um, but we're going to uh, have a lot on our show today. So yeah. we're going to have a quick break and listen to some community announcements. Um, and then we're going to uh, later on hear a little bit uh, from the lovely June. Uh, so everybody just bear with me for about three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> In solidarity on Idaho, everybody. Three, two. Hey. One. Destroy families. I decided one day that I could not stand having my children witnessing more of the physical, verbal and emotional abuse. While I was facing issues of family violence, I heard about a service available to assist people in my situation called InTouch. I called InTouch and spoke with someone in my language. InTouch gave me the support I needed. Thanks to the people at InTouch, I've been able to rebuild a better life for my family. If you need advice, contact InTouch for a free and confidential discussion in your language by calling 1-800-755-988 or search InTouch Multicultural Centre online. InTouch. Brought to you by Victorian Women Lawyers and funded by Victoria Law Foundation. We jail black males in Australia nationally at a rate five times greater than apartheid South Africa jailed black males in 1993. The suicide and self-harm rates are the highest in the world and the life expectancy gap is the biggest in the first world. You know, Australians don't like hearing the truth about how bad things are, but the more we resolve from it, the longer this is going to continue. Black fella, white fella, it doesn't matter what you colour. Mainstream media is not interested in this stuff. It doesn't find space to talk truthfully and deeply about issues that affect all Australians. The only place 
predominantly you will find that with any real depth is on community radio and 3CR has been one of the great leaders in that. So if people are wondering where they should spend their hard-earned cash, I would suggest 3CR is a bloody good place to start. What your name is, we got the hand. Lots of changes, we need more brothers. Um, you're listening to Queering the Air on 3CR Community Radio, 855am. Um, so you're in the studio with myself, Tan Hong, and Jessie, and we have two guests today, Lee and Junes. Um, so the track we just heard was um, by an amazing trans woman of colour artist based in the States, um, and her name is uh, Diamond Styles. That song we heard was called Find the Right Words. Um, and then the song we heard earlier, uh, just before we opened, was called We Don't Own Our Own Dreams, and that's by a Montreal-based artist named Tina Hane. Um, and I just wanted to do a shout-out to um, my good friend Jam, who's listening, and I want to dedicate this <laughs> hey, song Jam. to her. Hello. She's in Alice Springs, and I miss you. So. <laughs> And handsome too. I mean, Ooh. I've been miss. I have a new dog, and I've been calling her handsome. But actually, her name's Paula. Yeah. So, I just wanted to do a shout out to to Jam, and also to all the amazing um, trans and gender diverse people out there um, for for being really brave and um, yeah, and just for all the courage that, that you have inside of you. So, yeah, big shout out to everyone out there. Does anyone else want to do some shout outs? Oh. <laughs> I feel like I should now. I just like, <laughs> last segment, I just dropped like a bomb of depressing news. And I'm like, well, I guess that's me. I'm out. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I have any shout outs. Um, I suppose to my lovely girlfriend, Elise, if she's listening, yeah. who would definitely be laughing at my newscaster voice that I put on. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just my lovely uh, gay family of choice, as my therapist calls it. Mm. <laughs> and everyone listening out there on Ida Hot Today, Ida Hobbit Today, I should say, um, if that is how we're saying it. I yeah. think that's a consensus. Yeah. Thank um, you. yeah, thank you for listening to Queering the Air. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks for listening and um, and thanks for supporting us. You know, we've I think in uh, especially in the last six months, we've had a huge amount of support from people and it's been sort of like a really... Uh, strong growth for us uh, as a show and we hope you've been enjoying listening to it as well so thanks for your support on Mm. this day and um we obviously are sending our love and support out to all you listeners as well definitely and um and radiothon is coming up as well that's true speaking of support yes you can financially support us (laughs) um I'm pretty sure we'll be having a fundraiser. Oh yeah, we're yep. gonna have we have a few things in the works. I don't know if we can divulge what they are mm. right now, but we have a few very exciting things uh, for you listeners, and perhaps you will become viewers as mm-hmm. well. Um, to not give it away too much, a bit on the nose. Um, but yes, Radiothon's coming up next month, mm-hmm. so. Um, 
you know, if you can scrape together a few dollars, we'd really, really appreciate it. Um, and your money helps keep 3CR running, helps keep Queering the Air running. Um, and uh, we love the support because, you know, the government doesn't give us as much support as, um, doesn't give community radio as much support as it uh, could or mm, should. Definitely. So, yeah, we definitely yeah. rely on things like Radiothon. Mm. Yep, and you can donate. Um, you can donate at now, actually, at 3cr.org.au. So That's right. You can get in early. Yep. Yeah, mm. and then you can smugly say to everyone that you've already donated and they should too. Yeah. Um, yes, it's very <laughs> exciting. Um, so up next, we're going to hear an interview that I did with June on Friday. Um, and this is about like music and representation and gender. Awesome. I'm very excited to listen to it. Um, so uh, what was happening on Friday? Was it uh, oh, we just decided a very special to... event? <laughs> it was a very special um I just wanted to divide my anxiety. Yeah. Into uh, two separate things. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. Much calmer already. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, let's take a listen. So you wrote an article for Listen last year and it was called Making Space in Music. Can you share some of the thoughts that came out of that article? So something interesting about that is that I wrote that before coming out as trans, like non-binary and, you know, now I'm using starting to use, uh, you know, she, her pronouns. So when I wrote that, that was from the perspective of, you know, being like a, you know, straight, white, cis, het, middle-class male, um, who ultimately still managed to feel uncomfortable in, um, you know, a lot of spaces in, like, the Melbourne music scene. Um, So I guess that article was supposed to be, like, half you know, talking about, like, my experience of, you know, feeling uncomfortable in those spaces, um, you know, due to, like, like the prevalence of masculinity, even in areas where you wouldn't necessarily expect it. Um, mm, and what areas? Um, I guess just, like, people... I think people generally assume that, like, subcultures are inherently subversive mm. and, like, questioning, you know, mainstream ideas of, like... Um, you know, sexism and racism and transphobia mm. and ableism and all this. But, like, I don't know, a lot of the time there's just a facade of being alternative, you know, maybe with regards to, like, ideas of music or art, but that don't actually translate into the political and the social realm. So mm. you're sort of stuck with, like, these people who seem like they should be progressive but are just recreating, like, mainstream, um, you know, problems of like sexism and you know racism etc yeah yeah and in the article you talk about um your experience in different subcultures can you talk a bit about that um yeah I guess when I was like a little you know 12 13 14 year old I was sort of part of like you know a little corner of the Melbourne punk scene um and which was like you know it was great for me back then for what it was but looking back on it like I think we all thought we were really, like, radical and, mm -hmm. you know, probably even progressive to an extent, but, like, we weren't. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, like, you know, we were just sort of, like, largely little angry teenage boys, you know, with the exception of, like, a few girls, but it was still, like, a pretty, you know, male-dominated and, like, you know, lots of, like, jokes that were, like, potentially sexist or, like, racist or just, like, stuff that, like, you know... I would see as like completely unacceptable now. And then I guess since then, like I've been more part of a broad sort of independent live music scene. 
which isn't really like tied together with just one style of music or anything. But yeah, it's like, you know, which is better, I guess, probably just because people are older, but still suffers from, you know, problems of like lack of representation of like, you know, women and like trans people and queer people. And like you go and see a gig and most of the time it's going to be like most of the bands are just dudes and often just like white dudes and often just straight white dudes you know like there's yeah a pretty lack of diversity a pretty big lack of diversity in representation there yeah and I think that would definitely have an effect on um the kinds of people who would attend um even if certain perhaps people are are attracted like there is a diverse audience out there but those who would actually go to a gig like a punk gig or something um that might not um, reflect the, um, I guess, the attraction to different subcultures. Yeah, totally. And I can't really speak for, like, the punk scene because I'm not a part of it really at all anymore, mm. even though a lot of the bands I like do have elements of punk or would call themselves punk bands. I wouldn't say that I'm part of the punk scene, so I don't really know what's happening there. But, mm. yeah, ultimately I think the lack of representation does alienate people who would otherwise like to be there but just like when you, you know, when you're going to a gig and you see that like all the people on the stage look a certain way and act a certain way, and that's not something that you can relate to, then it's like, I think a lot of the positive community kind of experience is lost, and you mm. sort of feel unwelcome. Yeah, mm. and you, um, you briefly, or I'm not sure if it's briefly, but you had a project called Two Step and Two Square. Oh, Two Square. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so Two Square. Um. Yeah, did how was moving, I guess, from um, your early punk days towards that kind of project? What was that like? Yeah, it's funny because I guess I talk about this in the article, but, like, the the punk stuff was, like, when I was this, you know, fucking super brave and, like, kind of outrageous and, like, mm. angry and excitable kind of kid who didn't, you know, I guess, like, in a way I was, like, pretty naive. And then when I was, like, 14, I think... Um, just like all of these things happened in my life that not necessarily directly to me but like around me that made me feel like the world was this place where if you looked like I did then you were gonna get like beaten up and like picked on and just like all this stuff that like basically just like really like frightened me I guess Mm. I you know because I was like I could be like you know like tiny but like big and brave and tough and like nothing would ever come of it but then I don't know I guess yeah ultimately like a few things culminated in like a traumatic experience of like masculine violence and so I sort of retreated back into myself for a few years like there were a couple of years where I just didn't leave the house at night I was just like so afraid um and maybe that's because I was really sheltered before that I don't know but yeah so I like retreated into myself and started like you know, watching all of these, like, arty movies and, like, getting into, like, much more, um, I don't know, music that's, like, more honest and, like, more um, vulnerable. And so instead of, like, writing songs about, like, shit I didn't know about, you know, like, fuck the police or whatever, it was, like, I started to become a lot more, like, self-reflexive, which, Mm. yeah, and for a long time I was, like, making kind of, like, whatever like folk music about that stuff and then for some reason I got like really into hip-hop and I had a couple of friends who were really into hip-hop and um yeah we ended up me and my friend Josh Tatangelo 
um, got together and made, yeah, like a six or seven song EP, which was like pretty much like lyrically, like I was the one rapping and he was doing the beats and lyrically the the themes were like mostly about trauma and mostly about anxiety that really came up when I was like 18 from this stuff and from just like not acknowledging like, you know, subconscious fears and stuff. Yeah, so I don't know, I guess like from the punk days of being like brave and kind of uh, brash and naive, mm. I had a sort of realization that was ultimately like at once traumatic, but also like I have no idea who I'd be had that not happened because it made me reflect on so many things and it made me kind of get in touch with myself in a way that I hadn't before. And then I came out of that doing this, like, weird, sad, you know, white boy rap music. That was, like, this, you know, big thing, and then we put, put out, like, a, a record, a CD, and um, we played one show, and that show... <laughs> um, after that show, I had a, a panic attack, and I was like, oh, never doing that again. That was too vulnerable. So with your current gender identity, how do you see your position in music? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I guess that, like, you know, it's it hasn't been this, like, one realisation of, like, a gender identity. That, you know, it's not... I wouldn't say it's, like, a you know, that sort of kind of Hollywood, which is equally valid, but, like, it's sort of the typical trans narrative of... Uh, you've always felt like something and now you can finally be it. Mm. For me, it's like a process of like constant tiny realizations and big realizations and like re-realizations. And so it's like this process that I've sort of been going through. And I think the whole time I've sort of been documenting it in my songs. Um, yeah, I've, I guess it's just sort of that like write what you know sort of thing. Um, but it's funny because I was writing songs about trans stuff before I realized I was trans <laughs> mm. um yeah like we the first song we recorded actually was called Waltzing Machismo which is um under two steps on the water. two steps on the water yeah mm -hmm. and so that was like I would have written that like mid to late last year and that was basically about like um you know having this dream that I was like brave enough to wear a dress and like go out in public in a way that wasn't, you know, it wasn't a show and it wasn't a joke and it was just like honest. But I also understood that like for me at that point, like that just felt too dangerous to be like a reality, which ties back into my old sort of trauma stuff about fears of violence. Um, but yeah, like we've been recording, we've been writing, sorry, um, an album and we've got about 10 songs and I think throughout those 10 songs it's like <laughs> I was writing it from like different points of view like in my sort of trans journey or whatever mm. um yeah I think some of the first songs on the album are before I came out as trans and then maybe most of the songs was when I was identifying as like um non-binary genderqueer um and then like the last couple of songs we're writing and like you know now I've started using um you know female pronouns and so I guess like I'm always trying to reflect on this stuff in music um because I think it's important um yeah and I guess also since coming out 
I felt like way less inclined to play the sort of shows that I would be happy to play before. Like, I'm pretty into playing with other queers and I'm pretty into playing not at bars because bars don't feel the same as they did. Even though I've never felt great at bars, like, I guess I've, I didn't feel, I didn't stand out in the same way that I feel like I do now. Um, like the other night we played a show at Bar Open, which is funnily enough where we played... Um, um, two Square? Yeah, that yeah. Two Square <laughs> show. Um, and it was great. Like the show was great. And we played upstairs and the audience were lovely and everything. Mm. And then I went downstairs and I was in, you know, I was in like a, a denim skirt and like tights and a top or whatever. And I went outside and I was just like, oh my God, I feel so uncomfortable. Mm. Like I just feel like the people there were like pretty like... I don't know, broy and just like pretty drunk, and it just wasn't my scene. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of queers and trans people feel similarly about like, you know, your average bar, which will have an effect on like, you know, who's playing and like what the representation of these groups is. Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe. Pansy? Aha! Pansexual! Knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Is something worrying you? Need someone to talk to? Having trouble at work or at home? Call WIRE Women's Information on 1300 134 130, Monday to Friday, 9am to 5pm. Talk to a woman who cares. It's free and confidential Victoria-wide. You can talk to us about anything. You can also talk to us in your own language through our telephone interpreter service. So call WIRE on 1300 134 130 or visit wire.org.au. Wyatt is a 3CR supporter. Hey all, you're listening to Queering the Air on 3CR Community Radio, 855am. So we just had an interview with um, June Jones and she's here live in the studio and going to play us a few songs in a bit. But um, but first, so June, you played at Reframing Gender last night. Yeah. Yep. So I just want to, like, I went as well and so did Lee. So love to mm-hmm. hear about your opinions on what you thought about the night. I think it was like... Uh, I mean, I especially related to the interview where you mentioned, you know, about certain bars where, um, you know, you would play and not really feel welcomed afterwards. Mm. Like, um, you know, there was like this kind of stage for expression, but then when you get off that stage, you're kind of like then restricted back into the broy norm. Yeah. Um, and not, not not that I played last night, but, you know, it was great being in the audience and 
you know, almost like seeing the opposite of that. Yeah. You know, mm. like it was like everyone was in a way like like maybe on stage and and just free like yeah, yeah, yeah. and not constricted and having that kind of space where everyone yeah could be who they wanted to be it was like something so rare something so special especially okay. for a, a gig which you normally um or well, i suppose i normally associate with a pretty macho environment and mm. it's almost like competitive and just mm. bullshit yeah totally. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, and that can even be the case, like, with the artists playing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, not just, like, going back out into, like, the, the beer garden or anything. Like, yeah, sometimes yeah. you don't even feel welcome with the other artists. Yeah, totally. Mm. But, yeah, last night was, like, super amazing and beautiful. And there were so many amazingly, like, brave and honest performances. Yeah, I had mm. such a good time. Cool, awesome. Um, so we're just going to hear a snippet from Reframing Gender last night. Beautiful. This event is in celebration of Ida Hobbit, which is the International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia and Transphobia, and um, uh, which is tomorrow, May 17th, I think. Um, so I guess for this event in particular, we wanted to particularly acknowledge the impact that colonisation has had on gender and sexuality and identity and expression and um, the role that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander elders have taken to support uh, brother boys, sister girls, queer and genderqueer, lesbian, gay and bisexual people in and beyond their communities. Uh, not only in the face of transphobia and queerphobia, but also racism, alienation and cultural suppression. Moon dance. Well, I don't know, my sweet pea. All the noise just got worked back into you. All I got for Christmas was another cat in a plain old bath, choking on some mise-en-scene, where everyone is squinting at this old hat. See, she whispers, you can do this. It's in your bones, sweetheart. Your mama was a tough old dragon. This hat they didn't know was desire. Honey, it's the heat. A cat pulled your bark around all stringy on me. But I'll save you some fingers. We'll show them some, you know, mean, unladylike. Oh, it's hard, but in the end, it's everybody's story. And where, oh, where can she be? In the hot street air, closing on my costume like an eye. A girl now. Concealment was, but now a girl lives in my mouth. And oh, I love her, I love her, I love her. Spirit, if you are knocking, I am wondering how to be with you. Sun is not roasting, weak as ash in my throat. Cave of cold night air. Fire smoke knocked me out. Page of longing of the wrong gas for the tank. This poem's called um, Mammal. Here I am in the car, minutes before I wear my stockings. You offer me money. I decline for the first time. 
you didn't realize I was wearing a dress. We talk about you teaching me French, like always. I tugged at your dress, I tugged you down. We drowned you in the suburbs, in a fat wife's stomach, before you'd learn to decipher my pronouns. Colloquium. Hanging from train lines, I got a tram fine. Cops out necking little girls in the daytime. We take ourselves so seriously. Every beat is concrete. In the car. In the car, I want to drive till the gas runs out. Make out with no makeup on. Lipstick with no lipstick on. Drive you crazy when the moon is blood between our eyes. But everything is singing till it comes. Hi, and welcome back to Queering the Air. Um, we just heard a snippet of the reframing gender event. Yep. And um, now we're going to have the lovely June play us a few songs. Uh, what are we going to hear first? Um, well, I'm going to play three songs first. They're quite short. Um, so I'll play them in succession. They're called I Have Stopped Falling in Love, No Boyfriend Again, and Yo-Yo, which is an homage to Kate Bush. Oh, mm. I'm very, very excited <laughs> about this. All right, well... Looking forward to it. Take it away. All right. Uh, I'd like to dedicate these songs to my soccer team, Transchester United. You know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) I have stopped falling in love suits me very well there is no one name that comes to my lips when i catch a glimpse of hell and that glimpse oh that glimpse that i used to see when i blinked it doesn't come around so much these days these days these
call you Sorry the one made you happy Made me sad And I say that I love you Ain't gonna be no boyfriend again Ain't gonna be When your face was forming And the world was red and mud All around you felt like all inside you No, I guess it always does so much i think uh we have time for one more but um just before we say goodbye to everyone i just want to say thanks very much for listening um 
And uh, thank you very much for June and Lee for joining us in the studio today. Thanks for having us. Oh, our pleasure, our pleasure. So um, one last plug for Radiothon. If you head on over to 3cr.org.au, you can donate to Queering the Air or any of the other shows that you love on 3CR. And if you missed any part of this show and want to go back and listen to the great interview Tan Hung did with June, um, June or if you want to listen a bit uh, to the Reframing Gender recording that we played earlier, you can do so on 3cr.org.au on the Queering the Air page as well. So I think we have time for one more song. Um, Take it away. It's called Cannibal Mouth. Mouths wide and pleasure is in 